What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Keep It Posy podcast. My name is Jasmine, and this is episode 104. I hope you're having a great spring so far, taking care of yourself. Maybe you're planning a vacation for the summer, getting ready to go to that music festival that's in your city this weekend, maybe. Whatever it is that you're doing, I hope you're having a great time. With the help of this month's guest, we are going to learn and for some of us be reminded about this month's nonprofit organization featured in the Posse Spotlight. To Write Love on Her Arms is a nonprofit movement dedicated to presenting hope and finding help for people struggling with depression, addiction, self injury, and suicide. To Write Love on Her Arms exists to encourage, inform, inspire, and invest directly into treatment and recovery. Founder Jamie Trokowski didn't set out to start a nonprofit organization. All he wanted to do was help a friend who was struggling with addiction, depression, self-injury, and suicidal thoughts. He wrote about the five days he spent with her before she entered a treatment center, and he sold t-shirts to help cover the cost. When she entered treatment, he posted the story on MySpace to give it a home. The name of the story was To Write Love on Her Arms. To learn more or make a donation to To Write Love on Her Arms, you can visit twloha.com. This month's episode features Becky. Becky is a publicist at Big Picture Media. Big Picture Media has worked with some of my favorite bands and most likely with some of your favorite bands too. Current and past clients include The Offspring, 311, Thrice, Sum 41, Silverstein, Tiny Stills, Sundressed, and a whole lot more. I can't really pinpoint when exactly I first reached out to Becky with a press inquiry, but I want to say it was in 2018 or 2019. When things changed due to COVID three years ago, like a lot of bloggers, I started adding more content to the website. Music news, features, Q&As, and the list goes on. This led me to interact with the team at Big Picture almost on the weekly basis. I knew that I wanted to invite Becky to be a guest on the podcast at one point, and I'm glad that it finally happened. I cannot tell you how hard the team at Big Picture works. Throughout the last few years, it has been an absolute pleasure. And I'm going to say this again after, please, if you are a musician and are looking for someone to do PR for your music, I highly recommend you reach out to Big Picture. They are awesome. In this episode, Becky and I talked about her job and how she got into doing music publicity, how she learned about Yellow Card at a young age, the successes and challenges of music publicity, Bayside, and a whole lot more. As I do with almost every episode, I learned something here and I hope you do too. One of my favorite episodes to date. Here is my conversation with Becky on the Keep It Posy podcast. Hello, 
it's working and it's happening. Yes. <laughs> What's going on? How are you? Good. How are you? Sorry, I, I'm like in my living room and some of our lights went out. So I feel like it's really, there's like one bulb over me and then it's just dark. Oh, it's all good. I'm excited to talk to you. I'm excited too. I can't believe this is the first that we're actually like having a face-to-face conversation. Yeah, dude. I feel like, well, is okay. First of all, I'm going to get it out of the way now because I feel like it would be a crime for me not to say it, but you and your team, you guys rock. So I just wanted to put that out there. Um, it's been awesome, you know, interacting with you guys throughout all this time. And so I guess all of you or most of you are based on the East Coast. Yes. Um, so everybody at Big Pictures on the East Coast, minus Steph, who is in L.A. I feel like you guys are always busy doing awesome things, but it's been awesome working with you guys from the other end of stuff and i feel from as seeing it from the outside as you know take away a music blog or a podcast but i feel like there's a reason why bands certain bands especially keep going back to you guys and i think it's just a testament of what you guys do so i guess i want to start off by talking about your day job because some people might hear the terms public relations or publicity or publicist, and they may have no idea what that is. So in a nutshell, um, could you talk about what your job entails? Yeah, um, I think you're right. I think a lot of times people hear those terms or those phrases and they don't quite know what they're getting, especially like public relations, I think just kind of brings to mind this very corporate, like official position. And what we do is a lot more creative than that. And a lot more like personal than that. Um, So as a music publicist, we basically are our clients biggest like champions and we help them kind of craft their stories and help that story get told to the public, to their fans. Um, So we kind of act as the go between um, for bands and journalists. Um, so we're the ones sending emails every day, asking people to do interviews, write reviews, come out to shows and, and take photos or review the shows. Um, so it comes down to a lot of emails, but there's definitely a lot more to it than just that. And you've been, how long have you been at Big Picture Media? So I'll be celebrating my full-time anniversary this month. It's been nine years. Um, And then prior to that, I interned for two years. So it's just shy of 11 total. Oh, that's awesome. Congratulations. Thank Um, you. Well, you obviously kicked butt during your internship, which is why you got brought on as as a paid employee. That's awesome. A lot of times when people... Um, say, oh, I want to work in music. But a lot of times, some of those people don't know what they want to do. What was your introduction to music? And then musically along the way, what has your journey been to get to the point where you're at in your career? 
My introduction to music is hard to like pinpoint. I feel like I just kind of have always loved music and always kind of gravitated towards it. Was very much like a fan of NSYNC and Backstreet Boys when I was a little kid. And I had older cousins who were into Weezer and Blink-182. My brother listened to Green Day. Um, So I kind of have just always had people around me who were into bands and who were introducing me to things. Um, And then as I I got older, I started to kind of get into my own, like into bands on my own and, and finding new artists that I loved and very much started to gravitate towards like the pop punk world, especially so that like Warp Tour and Bamboozle and festivals like that were like the gateway for me to find all these bands that I still love today. And at one point, at what point do you say, I think I want to pursue the music industry as a full-time job? For me, I think the turning point was like early high school. Um, I My favorite band since I was a little kid has always been Yellow Card. And I got to see them play a headline show for the first time when I was about 15. And I just walked away from that show very much knowing that I wanted to be involved in the industry in some way because there's just like something special about live music and the way that music brings people together. And I just like, I knew after that, that I I wanted to to do that for others and to be a part of it and to find a way to make music a part of my life forever. You leave that show and you're like, all right, I think this is what I want to do. Right. After that, what was next? Like, how did you break into the industry? So for me, it started with writing. Um, I have always been a writer. That's always been something that's been a part of my life. Um, So I started off doing reviews for my high school paper. And then when I graduated and went to college, I started writing for my college paper as well. And that eventually led to me interning at Big Picture. Um, I had a friend of a friend who was interning with them at the time. And she was like, you know, I, I think you'd really like a lot of their bands you should talk to them about covering some of their artists and see if maybe they have an internship open for you. So that was like the the first time I ever really considered PR. I was always very much on like the journalism track. I started writing for Property of Zach back in the day and doing reviews and some show coverage there. But once I started interning at Big Picture and I, I realized that it was a really great way to kind of mesh together my love of music and my love of writing, I was just kind of sold on it Um, because with with journalism, there's always that element of, okay, well, if I don't like this, I have to be honest about it. I have to kind of write about things critically and there's always that that risk. But with PR, our main role is just to be our artists biggest fans. And so much of what we do is getting to work with artists that we do genuinely love. So there is no real downside to it. You end up um, getting this internship with with big picture media. You had written for your college, pa- your high school paper, college paper, property of Zach. Shout out because I think a lot of us were like, you know, zoning in on that site. Mm-hmm. Um, and you end up interning at, you know, big picture media. Were you offered a job there eventually or did you apply when you saw that there was a job posting or a vacancy at the at the company? Um, 
It was, it wasn't necessarily like a job posting, but within my last like six months of interning at Big Picture, I met with Dana, who is my boss, the founder of the company. I met with her a couple of times throughout those last six months um, and just kind of made it very clear to her that I love Big Picture. I love the team that I was working with and I really like I could see myself working there and that's where I wanted to be. So I just kind of expressed that interest to her as I was nearing the end of college and let her know like, hey, I'm going to be looking for jobs. I'm graduating. Please keep me in mind if something opens up. Um, And at that time, we hadn't really had any junior publicist positions at the company before, but myself and another intern were both kind of looking around for jobs and trying to figure out what our next steps were. Um, And we both ended up getting hired on as junior publicists at that time to work as assistants to some of the senior publicists at the company. Got it. And then from there, the rest is history. The Becky's out there doing the thing. No, that's so cool, though. It's awesome to see um, how you start off and then, you know, the steps that have led to to where you're at now. I mean, my God, like. And, you know, from the outside, a lot of people are like, dude, that is so cool. But, you know, as we all know, there's the days where it's like super cool. But then there's a days where you're like, oh, my God, today was a day. We we always make jokes about PR being like a true roller coaster. Like there are those PR highs where you land like the dream feature for one of your clients and it's the best day ever. And you just kind of ride that for a few days and everything is awesome. And then there are days where you're sending 200 pitches and not getting a single response from any of them. And you're like, all right, well, today's one of those days where just things aren't going to work out the way we want them to. And I I guess I'll ask this too, because unfortunately, um, you know, there are, writers or sites that are going out of business you know stuff happens especially when the last year how things have been how would you say that has um changed things for publicists when you see all this stuff going down on the other side of of writing i think it's definitely changed the way that we pitch and i think it's changed you know what kind of coverage we're pitching for um you know, five years ago, premieres were the big thing and everyone wanted to do exclusive premieres. And since then, it's shifted away from premieres and everyone is now very focused on DSPs and like streaming playlists and things like that. And with it, a lot of publications don't do premieres anymore. They now have their own like New Music Friday roundups where they post their favorite songs of the week. So instead of pitching for premieres, we're pitching for new music roundups and things like that. A lot of these bigger publications have had layoffs over the last few years, especially with the pandemic. It just, things kind of came to a halt for a little bit. Um, So we're finding that there's fewer people at these publications for us to pitch. And that makes it a lot harder because then the people that are left are getting more and more emails because they're the only ones there. And it's a matter of trying to figure out, okay, well, how do I make my pitch stand out in their inbox? What's going to catch their eye? That what, what can I do to catch their eye and get their attention? So we've definitely had to get a lot more creative with our pitching and with subject lines and things like that as well, because, you know, now we're fighting for fewer spots with more and more artists than ever. 
Well, I applaud you guys. I always like to ask this other question, but what was the first album that you ever bought? Oh, uh, I'm going to say it was probably like a Backstreet Boys album. Uh, I mean, I was young. I was probably like six or seven. Dude, but that is I, so sick. I think that I think that would be it. Yeah, those guys rock. Have you seen them live? No, they're definitely like a bucket list band for me. Um, I was fortunate enough to see NSYNC when I was like eight. That was my first concert, but I never got around to seeing Backstreet Boys. And I know that they've done like they've toured in recent years. I have no excuse for not seeing them. It just hasn't happened yet. Oh, dude, man. <sighs> yeah, no, honestly. And you know what? This is what I'm going to do when they announce the tour. And I know that they're, they're going to be out there. I'm going to hit you up and I'm going to ask if you're going because then if you're not going, I'm going to keep bugging you to go. <laughs> Dude, it's like, yeah, no, they're yeah, they're one of my favorite artists. Um, Dude, that is so sick. Do you know what album it was? Is the, the first one was like the self-titled, I think, if I'm remembering correctly, or one of their first ones was a self-titled. You know what? I think you might be right. That was um, that was the one. Yeah, that one has some bangers for sure. Hell yeah. Okay. So the Backstreet Boys, your first album, first concert is in sync. Man, that's cool, dude. Would you say that your parents had any influence on your music taste? Um, to be honest, not a whole lot. Um, my mom was always playing country music when I was a kid and that's like kind of my least favorite music these days. Like I just, I'm just not a country fan. Um, my dad was more of like a classic rock guy. So like, I can remember being in the car with him and hearing like the Beatles and that kind of generation of music. So I, I am, I do like a lot of that stuff, but my music taste was probably more shaped by my older cousins, by my brother, like things they were listening to. And then eventually I started playing violin and I was taking lessons. And my teacher was the one who said to me, oh, this band Yellow Card has an album coming out. They have a violinist. You should check it out. And I would say that really was like the foremost thing that shaped my music taste because I fell in love with the band after that. And it was right around the time that you know, Fall Out Boy was starting to get big and taking back Sunday and Motion City soundtrack. And that really all just kind of snowballed into like the band, like what I love today. Wow, that is so cool. Um, and I mean, I have no idea how old your teacher would have been at the time, but like that is a smart move I feel to kind of influence the students that maybe mm -hmm. play a string instrument be like hey there's this really cool band that has a violin player you may want to give them a listen man that's so cool though did you still keep up and play violin after that I played violin for about four years um like fourth grade through eighth grade um, and then from that, I switched to guitar and I did guitar eighth grade through the end of high school. Didn't keep up with either very well after I graduated high school. But then over the course of the pandemic, Ryan Mendez from Yellow Card started giving guitar lessons over Zoom. So I did that for about a year. 
Um, and then he he got very busy and had to cancel for a while. So we haven't gone back to that. But I was playing guitar for a little bit, like 2020 into 2021. Wow, that is so cool. Wow, that's awesome. And that's like full circle right there, too, mm -hmm. because you're playing violin. Your teacher tells you about this band. And then all these years later, one of the members in the band is like, wow, that's awesome. Um, it, it was very <laughs> surreal to like hop on Zoom every week and be like, hey, Ryan Mendez, how's it going? Um, and then like having him teach me like guitar parts from yellow card songs. Like it was, it was very fun and very cool, but also just so weird. Oh yeah, I bet. Wow. That is so cool. What is the best advice that's been given to you throughout your career? I would say the best advice I was given is just to not be afraid to be passionate about things. Um, something that, you know, Dana has always told us um, at Big Picture and something that, you know, we pride ourselves on is the fact that we love our bands and we are passionate about what we do and we're excited about what we do. And I think that in the music industry, there's always that like stigma against being too excited. It's like, oh, you should be professional. Don't be a fangirl. But to be honest, fangirls are the ones that kind of make this whole industry work. And like without them, bands would get nowhere. And I think that when you are passionate about things and you allow that to come through, it shows in the quality of your work and, you know, people take notice of that. So I, I think being passionate is so important. And that's something that I, you know, have in the back of my head every single day while I'm writing emails and writing pitches and press releases and things like that. What's your favorite thing about music? And what would you say is your favorite thing about your job? My favorite thing about music is definitely how, well, I guess there's two things that I really love about it. one is just the way that it brings people together because, you know, going back to that concert where I realized this is what I wanted to do. It just, it amazes me how you can go to a concert with, you know, a thousand strangers and you all are there for the same reason because you all love that band and everybody is singing together and, you know, it just making those memories with people that you don't even know. Um, and then I also just love how music can kind of tie back to like core memories. Like there are certain songs that I can listen to and I can think back to almost the exact first time that I ever heard them, or they just remind me of a certain place or a certain person, or, you know, just something that happened in my past. Um, and I, that's just so fascinating to me that music can make those like connections for you. Um, and then my favorite thing about my job is the people that I get to work with, both, you know, my coworkers who are so supportive and it's just like such a great and, and warm environment um, and the artists that I get to work with because I truly have worked with some of my favorite bands over the years. And, you know, every day that I get to wake up and send an email about Bayside or send an email about Midtown or, you know, whoever I'm working with at, at any given moment, it's just like, it, it's still... I'm, I'm still in disbelief that that's my life. I mean, dude, yeah, I, it's, uh, I think for a lot of people, I like dream come true, right? When you get to work with the bands that you've been listening to since you were in high school 
and you're just like, okay, this is not happening. Um, that is so sick. Well, I guess that leads to my next question. When did you realize you made it? And when was your first, oh my God, this is happening moment? I think they're kind of the same moment for me. Uh, the first the first time I ever got to do a press day with Bayside, uh, we went to Rolling Stone, we went to Marvel, and I got to spend basically the whole day with them going to these places. And this was a band that I have been listening to since I was, you know, 15 years old and getting to work with them in a professional capacity is just the coolest thing for me. So being able to set up that day for them and set up these cool opportunities for them while they were on tour and then getting to go with them, it was just very much like, okay, wow, this is, this is real. This is my job. This is what I do. And I can't believe I'm here. And when was that? Uh, that was back in 2017. Um, it was around the 10 year tour for the walking wounded, which is my favorite Bayside album. So it was very much like an, Oh my God, this is real. I can't believe it moment. Oh, dude, that is so sick. I still remember playing some of those songs on my, MySpace profile. <laughs> That's so cool. I'm so happy that you got to, um, experience that. And so, have they been a client for you? You they've been a client of yours for a while, right? A big picture. Yeah. So we did press for the Colt White edition when that came out. I want to say that was 2016 or so, 2015, 2016. Um, and then we didn't work with them on vacancy when that came out, but then they came back to us for the Walking Wounded 10-year tour. Um, and have basically been a client since then so at this point it's been like five and a half years that i've gotten to work with them that is so cool how do you keep it posy um i think you know this and this has been like a learning curve for me over the last nine years that i've worked at big picture but learning how to take time for myself and kind of shut off for a little bit and, and having a little bit better work-life balance. That's not something that I necessarily had when I first started the company, but especially within the last couple of years, I feel like I've done better. Um, and just, you know, using my vacation days and actually going and doing something for myself, or, you know, I'm trying to get back into reading this year. I'm trying to, you know, be more active and go on walks in the morning before I, I, you know, start my day or taking my full hour lunch break, even though I know very well that I could work through it and eat while I work and still not finish everything that I have to do. Um, but just those little things be like taking that time for myself has really helped me, you know, just keep more balance in my life and, and have that positive mental attitude and, and keep it that way. Yeah, it's definitely hard. But what what you're saying it and it feels like that is a lesson for a lot of people where they're like, "All right, hold on a second. Um I I think I should step out for a little bit and go for a walk." Yeah, just get some fresh air. A little bit of movement is so good not only like for you physically, but mentally as well. 
Is there something that you haven't done in your career yet that you would love to do or attempt to do? That's a really good question. It's hard because I have reached so many of those milestones that I, I wanted to. And, you know, I've worked with so many of those dream clients. We did Warp Tour for the last two years of the tour, and I actually got to go out on the road for a couple weeks that last summer. Um, which like touring was always one of those things. I was like, I want to do it once in my life. So I got to do that. And, you know, I've done red carpets at the APMAs. I, you know, have been to South by we've done other festivals. Um, so it's, it's hard to, it, there's so much that I've done. It's hard to know like what's, what's left, but I guess we always just keep pushing forward and, you know, things do change and new things pop up. So I guess we'll have to wait and see. All right. Everyone tune in to the adventures at big picture media. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we're um, always, we're <laughs> always trying to do more and find new things and, and be involved in, you know, stuff that we're excited about. And um, I don't know. I'm excited. I, I don't even know what 2023 is going to bring, but I'm excited to see it. Yeah. I'm excited too. And I think we all are. I know a lot of people are, you know, of course, touring has still been a hard thing for the artists, but right. Cause of, I don't know, COVID and, you know, I often, um, unfortunately see bands kind of, you know, I get it. They have to vent. Right. And like, there's this whole thing about merch cuts at the venues and, mm -hmm. you know, there's this whole thing that went down with Ticketmaster and then like, we're all just trying to figure out, like, what's the best thing we can do to keep the bands from actually, you know, being able to make money while they're on the road, I guess. I mean, I don't know how touring works, but I just, it, yeah. It's also just gotten really expensive for bands to tour because, you know, gas prices haven't been great and cost of living in general has gone up. Like groceries are so expensive these days. Um, and it, it, it's a shame because then they have to make up that money somewhere and it trickles down into merch sale, like merch prices. And then it, it affects everything. Like it all trickles down. Yeah. And it just made me think about, um, vinyl, you know, mm -hmm. all the, how, you know, these plants are behind and, yep. you know, there's bands that they were hoping to take some vinyl on the road and it's like, Oh, we're not going to have it in time or, <sighs> Every day there's something. <laughs> just Every day there's something. <laughs> well, Becky, I really appreciate you taking the time to chat. And honestly, I like I said at the beginning and throughout, like I have so much respect for what you guys do. And I don't think um I mean there's only so much I see from the PR side of things because I've never done PR, but you know when you work in another part in the industry, you still know, like, there's all these moving pieces, right? So I commend you guys for what you do and whatever it is you guys are doing it, keep doing it because obviously all these bands are coming back to you guys. Thank you. And thank you so much for everything you do for our bands. We, I can't even tell you how much we appreciate it because it is so much. Do you have any last words, anything else you want to tell the music fans out there? Nothing that I can think of. We covered a lot. And I just thank you for ha like having me on. I appreciate you taking the time to, 
you know, ask me questions and take an interest in what we do. It's cool and fun. And I'm glad we finally got to like have an actual conversation. So that was my conversation with Becky. I had such a blast speaking with her. Please, please, please do yourself a favor and check out all the cool things that Becky and the team at Big Picture Media are working on. And if you're looking for someone to do music PR for you, like I said at the beginning, they may be your team. Please reach out to them and see how they can help you. To keep up with Big Picture Media on social media, it's at Big Picture NYC on Twitter. For Instagram and Facebook, you can search Big Picture Media. You can also check out their work at BigPictureMediaOnline.com. Thank you again to Becky for being on the podcast. If you haven't yet, please check out the Keep It Posy podcast playlist. You can find it on Spotify and Tidal. Thank you again to everyone for listening to another episode of the Keep It Posy podcast. Please take care of yourself and watch out for each other. Stay posy always. And remember, life is like a mosh pit. If you see someone fall, you gotta help that person get back up.